This is the Executive Women's Day podcast brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Blue Cross NC is proud to bring you a deeper dive into the content and conversations from this year's event at the SAS Championship featuring what's next for women in business. If you're not intentional about the culture you're creating, it will create itself. And it's definitely harder to ride a ship than it is a small boat, right? Welcome to the Executive Women's Day podcast, brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. We are on site at the SAS Championship Executive Women's Day event, where leaders of today and tomorrow have gathered to engage in meaningful dialogue, share insights on business perspectives, best practices, and the inclusion and empowerment of women in the workplace. I'm Megan Gilligan, CEO of The Planner's Fault, host of the Weddings for Real podcast, and my guest today is the co-founder and head of content at the Diversity Movement, host of the Diversity Beyond the Checkbox podcast, usual host of this podcast, and my friend Jackie Ferguson. Hey, Jackie, thanks for being here. Thank you, Megan. Good to be here. I can't wait for this conversation. You always bring so much knowledge and insight to every time I get to speak oh, with you. Thank so thank you. Thank you so much. Well, let's jump right in, Jackie. The theme of this event today is next leadership today and tomorrow. We'll get to today and tomorrow in a few minutes, but let's talk about yesterday. How has the diversity conversation shifted over the past 12 to 18 months? Mm. Well, you know... I think over the past 12 to 18 months, a couple of things have happened. One, society has changed with the, um, you know, unfortunate events in the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, you know, the pandemic, right? So a lot of things have been happening in society, but also I think organizations are now realizing the business and strategic benefits of diversity and inclusion and what inclusion really means, right? It's it's less about just the diversity conversation and more about diversity, equity, and inclusion, which are all very different things, but all needed to create that feeling of, you know, being welcome and valued and able to participate uh, in the workplace. Yes, I love that. So what are some of the major challenges you see from a diversity, equity, and inclusion perspective in the companies that you work with? Yeah. So, you know, there are a few. One of the things about, you know, hiring a a company like the diversity movement is you're able to get a lot of different perspectives to help you navigate the challenges that any company has with creating cultures of inclusion. One is that, you know, any change is, is tough. Right. And especially when you're thinking about change from the perspective of like longstanding beliefs, um, that's even a bigger challenge. Right. And so you've got to really go in and and get an understanding of what that company is. Right. Sometimes you'll find organizations want a checkbox approach. Right. What's the one thing I can do? You know, the one PowerPoint that we can look at over lunch and fix what's wrong with our our company, right? But you really need to understand what's happening in the company and then go in with a plan, like a diagnostic, the same way that you would go to a doctor. And then you talk about, you know, these are the the potential paths that we can take to create real change in your organization. And, And when you're able to do that, you can really transform a business because 
when you have inclusion as part of your organization and people feel that they are empowered to contribute, empowered to feel safe, feel feel valued, feel welcome, you increase innovation, you increase creativity, your profitability goes up because people that are happy are more engaged and they're, you know, they're working harder, they're working longer. And so it really can change the entire structure of your business. But, you know, getting uh, the commitment, right, to do something different, do something new, do something that's uh, a little bit scary, right, and makes you a little bit vulnerable is a challenge that every company has. Um, But, you know, if you have the right people there to help you navigate it, it makes it a little bit easier. Oh, my gosh. You said so much there that I was processing as you said it feeling safe and Mm -hmm. feeling valued and feeling seen where you spend so much of your time and commitment is huge. Absolutely. And then something else that really hit me that you said also was that sometimes companies have this checkbox mentality, right? Like they just want to do one thing and move on from that. Mm -hmm. That's got to be hard to have those conversations to be able to get them to think below the surface. Yeah. You know, it it is sometimes difficult for organizations. That's why it's so important to have those early conversations and see where organizations really are. Not everyone is ready, right, to embark on this this journey. Um, And so, you know, a, a lot of organizations are still at the point where they're looking at it from a compliance standpoint mm. rather than a transformation standpoint. And transformation takes time, right? And so uh, an organization has to be ready to commit to that, but it can really make a difference in their business. Um, and it's you know not only something, Megan, that people should do or organizations should do, it's something that they have to do because our society is becoming more diverse Um, You know, and Gen Z entering into the workplace and the marketplace are more diverse than any generation before. And they really care about um, the causes that are important to them. And they want to support brands and they want to work for organizations that align with their values. And inclusion is a very important value for that generation. I love that. And I have seen that as well in the event side of the industry, just that need for showing up and having those values and living in those values, not just posting them on your website, on your corporate site, just for the sake of checking that box. That's right. Okay. So here's a question for you. Maybe you're starting down this path in business and it does feel overwhelming. It does feel Mm -hmm. scary. Are there any first steps that you could share. These, in my mind, I'm thinking are the tips that leaders can take right now Mm -hmm. to create that more diverse, equitable, and inclusive culture that are not just from a compliance standpoint. Yeah. One is to take stock of where your organization is. And and that's a scary part for, right? Because a lot of times leaders are like, oh, we're we're great. Our employees are ecstatic, right? And that's not necessarily the case. And opening yourself up to that conversation is is scary. Um, but it's important to understand where your company really is. And so that's a, a good first step. And then educating yourself from a leadership perspective. Um, what does it mean to be a diverse and inclusive organization? And what are the steps that you have to take personally, mm-hmm. right? Because in order to roll out, um, you know, a new initiative or a new practice within your organization, 
you've got to be willing to take those steps first, right? And to know what's coming. And so um, it's very important that you educate yourself, um, you know, on bias, on inclusive language, and then you can go from there. Yeah. I think that that's one of those things that it can be scary. Yeah. You do have to get vulnerable, right? And you have to look inward Mm -hmm. and ask yourself what you need to do, which kind of takes me to a question that I'm a little nervous to ask. (laughs) Um, Can we talk a bit about smaller businesses? Yeah. I'm a small business owner Yes, and I'm looking at the dynamic of my own team and I see a lot of sameness. Yeah. Um, Not intentionally, but I definitely look at it and I think, hmm, that doesn't feel right. That I feel like I've, I've gotten to a place with my business that perhaps I need to look inward. Um, I would love your insight from an inclusion standpoint. If there's having been. Yeah a client of, of my yes, companies, absolutely. lay it on me. How can, how can I, as a leader show up more intentionally and represent diversity, equity, and inclusion? So Megan, you, you hit it right on the head. It's intentional, mm-hmm. right? That's the word. When you're thinking about, um, you know, hiring for your business, we naturally hire the people that are in our networks, the right. people that we went to school with, or the people that, you know, our in our friend groups, you have to be intentional about going outside of that group, about expanding that network so you can hire more diverse people. Um, But for you right now, what I would think about is for the next hires, make sure that there is um, diversity in the serious considerations, not in the person that you choose, right? But make sure that you don't stop interviewing until you've got good diversity Mm -hmm in that group so that you can make the choice of the best hire, but you've got a more inclusive group there. Yeah. And then secondly, look to your vendors, right? How can you be more uh, inclusive and diverse with the vendors that you're using and choosing and recommending to your clients? So you can start there now. And then as it's time to, you know, grow and expand, think about the diversity of uh, the candidates that you're considering. I really, really appreciate that insight. One thing that I um, worry about is tokenism. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts there? Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to hire someone who is culturally diverse for the sake of hiring someone who's culturally diverse. You want to make sure that you're very intentional. and, And that's why I recommend that you get diversity in the candidate pool. Yes. And then from there, you're still choosing the best candidate. Yes. And that best candidate could be anything that's in that pool, right? But if your pool is homogenous, Mm -hmm. then you only have like one choice, right? But if you've got diverse candidates there, then still choose the best one. Mm -hmm. And that eliminates some of the, the tokenism. And also, you know, make sure that you're thinking about inclusion, even as a small business. What does that mean? You know, are are you thinking about, you know, the vendors that you're using? Are you thinking about creating um, an environment where you're eliminating bias and consciously Mm -hmm. thinking about managing your bias? Um, And because we all have bias, right? And that's, that's the thing, right? We all have to manage our biases um, because it's just a natural part of how we think and how our brain processes information. So definitely just start there. And that eliminates some of the, the tokenism that 
when people are just saying, okay, diverse candidate, you're it, right? That's the checking the box. That's exactly right. Yeah. I don't want that. That's right. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. That was of so, that, I felt like I got a little mini coaching session that <laughs> I needed. <laughs> We're going to take a quick pause for a message from our sponsor. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina proudly supports women's professional development and advancement in the workplace and understands that the health and well-being of women affects the health and well-being of all North Carolinians. My name is Heather Kresge and I work at Worldwide Clinical Trials and I'm an executive director in their safety team. I'm excited to hear more about the program. I've never been here before, so um, I was invited by my CEO to join our table here and I'm excited to learn about how women can be empowered in this executive organization. So yeah, I'm looking to really listen to the presenters today and how they got to where they are and if they have tips and tricks for women in their industry and how they continue to kind of move forward. I think it's that, of course, everyone says equality, but, you know, being recognized, I think that's the one big thing. You know, a lot of times when you see these large organizations, they recognize the men, but there's really a large group of women also supporting that industry and that organization. So seeing that recognition from the top down would be great. And now, back to the Executive Women's Day podcast. How do I expand that pool? Because mm-hmm. I find when I do put that call out, yeah. I'm not getting a mm-hmm. diverse candidate uh, yeah. applicant pool. So you want to tap into your friend network, right? Number one is you need to expand your personal network mm-hmm. to more culturally diverse people. And then having those conversations um, a little bit broader and then a little bit broader. Because what will happen is, For example, I would be able to give you different recommendations Mm -hmm. of different types of people, Mm -hmm. right? I went to a different school. I'm a different demographic, right? And so just continue to expand your network a little bit at a time. Um, You know, certainly events like this help us to do that. And, um, you know, just intentionally, as you said, when we first started with Mm -hmm. this conversation, intentionally be expanding that network because the more that you do that, the more that you'll be able to um, find people um, that you'll want to work with and that'll be great for your business. Yeah. There was a great movement in the event industry last summer when Mm -hmm. everything was going down. Yeah. And that was a real moment for me to look at the vendors that we were recommending and making sure that like, as I keep going back to this word, but intentionally, Um, providing options to our clients that were more diverse than they were previously. Yeah. And so it's those baby steps, right? Absolutely. I I think there's, um, I believe that we're all imperfect, but we can all be taking steps to continue to move forward. Absolutely, Megan. Perfection is not the goal, Mm -mm. right? Progress is the goal. Mm -hmm. And as long as we're continuing to learn, continuing to try continuing to practice. And that's why I refer to it as a practice Mm -hmm. because that's what it is. You're not going to get it perfect. You're not going to be right all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing that's scary, right? But, you know, continue to move forward, continue to try and take those little steps because those little steps add up. And being curious too, curious to learn more. Well, the theme of today's event is next leadership today and tomorrow. So tell me 12 months from now, at next year's event, mm. what's changed in leadership in DEI? Yeah. 
You know, I think there is uh, a continued shift into understanding the business value of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And because our, our society is becoming more diverse, right? Next year, it'll be more diverse than it is this year. Um, I think that companies are understanding that this is not an option anymore. In order to have a thriving business into the future, which every, you know, you're, you're a business owner. Mm-hmm. You, it's your baby, mm-hmm. right? Your company is, is so important. And you don't want it to fall by the wayside because you're not keeping up with the changing trends. Right. And not trend in, you know, the, like what's popular, but trend in what's happening in our society. Yeah. And because it's becoming more diverse, organizations will have to make the shift. Yeah. And, I mean, I think I love that you ended it with the word shift mm-hmm. because a trend to me says it could come and go, mm-hmm. but this is a shift. That's this right. is a movement that you get on board with and embrace yes. or you don't. That's exactly right. So what does the diversity movement do? So the diversity movement is an organization of business leaders who are looking to help companies create transformational change through the lens of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we do that through um, online courses, through consulting, and through a suite of products that we have that help move the needle, right, for your business. Is it for smaller companies? Is it for larger corporations? Mm -hmm. Who are you really hoping to reach? Yeah, you know, it's a span. Like we have um, clients that are, are very small companies and clients that are enterprise level. Um, Everyone needs diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you've got to start laying that foundation no matter how small your business is. And you need to be making those shifts and those changes no matter how big your business is. And so, you know, it's important that whether you're a small company of four or, you know, 40,000, you're able to understand. And again, we're going to use the word intentional. Mm -hmm. Be intentional about the culture that you're creating because, If you're not intentional about the culture you're creating, it will create itself. And it's definitely harder to, you know, ride a ship than it is a small boat, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're not intentional and you are just going after it from the compliance and check the box, Mm -hmm. that's going to be the culture of your business. And that, like, that's how your team members are going to feel is that it's just done just because they feel like you're trying to check that box. Yeah. You don't want your team to feel that, you know, DEI is a a compliance piece Mm -hmm. or, you know, something that they have to do over lunch hour. You want them to feel that this is part of the culture of your organization, part of the strategy of success for your organization. And that is, that is ongoing. That is every day. That is how you're thinking, how you're speaking, Mm -hmm. right? How you're holding your meetings, Mm -hmm. how you're thinking about your policies. So it needs to be ingrained in every part of your business for it to be successful. Yeah. Jackie, where can listeners learn more about you and your company and connect with you? So uh, you can certainly go to thediversitymovement.com to learn more about what we do, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, at the Jackie Ferguson. I love it. Jackie, thank you so much for spending this time with me and being so open and just willing to help everyone listening grow, including myself. Of course. Happy to be here. Thanks, Megan. 
Thank you for listening to the Executive Women's Day podcast brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. If you like the show, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And for more on Executive Women's Day, visit sasschampionship.com and find them under special events. This podcast is a production of EarFluence. If you're interested in creating podcast content from your live event, visit EarFluence.com. I'm your host, Megan Gilligan, and thank you for listening to this Executive Women's Day podcast.